tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. I'm here to rock. Yes, join me in, as always, Xavier Guerrero and up? Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. Hey, dude. Gonna be honest with you guys. Yesterday I did five podcasts, and I think you could tell towards the end, Johnny, I was running out of words. I had tapped. Wait, yeah, you was punch drunk the last one. Yeah, yeah. Was, I had tapped all the words. I, w- I couldn't put sentences together, <laughs> and it looks like uh, my body's like, "Oh, you didn't learn. You're doing it again." What was the order of these podcasts? I did uh, one, uh, Conspiracy Social Club, two premium contents for Rockfin. Then I did uh, my buddy Scott's new show because I wanted to help him blow up his new show. And then I did Punch Drunk Sports. So two of them I normally wouldn't do, Fuck but you. I had to bang them out. Podcast machine over there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Punch Drunk was pretty funny yesterday. I couldn't stop laughing. That's probably the hardest I've laughed at. Yeah, you were really goofy on that. Yeah. It was funny. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. It was funny. We we made a lot of apologies to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the apology episode. That should be back. And that should be out soon. Uh, oh, you have a Gavin McInnes sticker on your laptop? I just realized that. that yeah, that I like him. I love him. I watch him all he the time. He says he wants, somebody keeps saying somebody on the show talked about me. And well, I was Mark like trying to, to book him. We should we should get on that. I would love to have him on the show. But you know, I know he's also doing live shows, like if you're in the New York area or something like that. I would have him on any of my shows. I'm him and Eddie fan. would be great, dude. He's all, he was the guy that kind of got want me. Touch his hair. He was my connection to Vice. Like he was the guy I identified with. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this guy is like, I he's he's great. He's very funny. Yeah, I mean, Vice was great. It is not. Vice was the best. Yeah, it was. It was great. They just took his. It got neutered. It's castrated. It's it's what happens, dude, with everything. It starts out with outlaw shit, Um, and then when it becomes profitable, the bean counters come in and and count beans. That's what I worry is happening with podcasting as an industry. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's what's going to happen. And people have a decision to make: Do they want raw and real, or do they want formulated? You know, you can't save everybody. Okay, and you know, you know, we're trying to get Broken Sim in the top two hundred because I think when people see it, they're likely to click on it when they're looking for new podcasts, right? You know, and that's why you got to get in there, and that's why they're just they've loaded up the in the top fifty with all these corporate shows. Now, some of them are really good, like Will Arnett show. I can listen to Will Arnett read the phone book if there's still phone books around, right? <laughs> right. I can. Leave. I still get one for some yeah. reason. He's great. He's fucking great. You know, but there's a lot of people over there going, okay, let me get this right. Nobody watched your TV show, but now all of a sudden, they're oh. just clamoring for... But- they're also doing that like in the Mexican. Like if you click on Mexican podcast, guess who's top top ones? It's like the big boy of Mexicans, Oprah Mexicans, and you're like, 
Dude, don't listen who's to your the shit Oprah, over who's there. Who's the Oprah of Mexico? Who is the Oprah? Huh? Chiquita Rarita. There's like Chiquita La Bronca. They yeah. got all these, yeah, all these radio stations, and they just have the, they literally just clip their podcast and they just make the the radio station into a podcast and take the music out. Yeah, I don't believe That's that. All they do. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe those numbers. You can't yeah. convince me. People think Trevor Noah's killing it. I just, I've never seen somebody. More so awkward. associated with not funny in my life. And like Trevor knows to me is like, if you tried like what the first attempt at AI doing <laughs> comedy is going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. where it's like, here are funny thoughts I have, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> that's such a good point. Dude. Right. It's just like, it's like, this is, this is an attempt at comedy. And is he still doing that show from like his, Apartment or something? What the fuck? Well, you Get know, in the studio, like, dude. It's like you had that dumb fuck. There's a really funny guy that for a minute was like something on on um, on uh, on the Daily Show. It was like the blonde white guy, taller dude, super funny, bro. And then he just started going after like conspiracy theorists, and like you lose all credibility. And I think he did something in Canada now, which most likely based on that he's on some corporate show would probably be going after like the truckers, right? Like it's unbelievable. You're still watching this show? No, at all. But you know, when you go on YouTube, you'll see a clip and it's like, they're still putting it out. Like, yeah, it's It's interesting though, because it tells you how much the standard has shifted when you see guys like John Stewart and Marr, that used to be kind of, I mean, those were the bastions of the left. I mean, yeah. those were the stronghold for yeah. left entertainment. Yeah. And now those guys seem like very much centrist, like in the middle, like kind of like, they're like, what the fuck is going on now? Right, right. That right, tells you, right, dude, those are right. indicators that things have changed a lot in mainstream. Well, it's, uh, uh, and unquote. the question is, it, has it changed for them or did like the, 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 the just the spectrum shift on them? The political spectrum, and they're still kind of in the same place. Oh no, they're that's what I mean. They're in the same place, yeah. But but what is being put on TV now is is very much uh, pol- like much more polarized than it was. You know, it's farther farther left and just crazy. Yeah, it's in crazy town, and yeah. it's all funded by the Fed. Yep. I mean, it just straight up is, sure. and it's like not meant to get ratings it's just meant to just put out there have everybody chop it up and just put out by the blue check marks and it's hilarious and it's just like like what what was the show that just came out oh this will trigger white people i don't i don't know yeah it's like a new show it's called this will trigger white people and you're like who pitches that and doesn't feel like filthy right like, just feel filthy. Let me see if I can find it real quick. There's um, a show called Everything's Gonna Be All White. That's yeah, that's it. Showtime. Everything's Gonna Be All White. And it's like... It's a provocative new docu-series from Showtime is what they're saying. And you're just killing your brand. You're just killing your brand. The provocative three-parter marries humor with history as it unapologetically confronts the many facets of racism, exploitation, and discrimination that have contributed to the formation of these U.S. of A. That's according to Showtime. So I totally agree with you. You know, it's just like, so it's like when we talk about like comedy in L.A., right? It's like, okay, I know we got to get to other things. We talk about comedy in L.A., right? We're like, 
I hear people go, oh, dude, the lineups aren't funny. I go, dude, they're funny. These people are funny. The problem with it is, is that they're all the same thing. There's nothing provocative in L.A. comedy right now. Just think over the years, like, what came out of Los Angeles? Like, provocative shit. Now, what is that, though, Sam? Because you would know. Is it because the guys that would do that are not getting time? They're not getting up? Or have they left? What, what is it? Now, this is a dangerous conversation. <laughs> okay. And I, I want right to be place. very clear. Okay? <laughs> Women like, you know, Mitzi Shore. Women... Like, you know, who else is out there? Tammy Bronson. Like, they're great. They're great at seeing talent. Mitzi saw talent, right? And the I'm just going to say this right now. I believe every booker of every major comedy club right now is female. Really? Yeah. What is that? Now, I will say full disclosure that Emily is a wonderful booker. And Emily was, the, in my humble opinion, the last great booker at the improv. And that was like, had to be like 12 years ago. So that's fully on the record. I've said that a thousand mm -hmm. times. So I want people to know that. She's doing, a, she's doing a great job. So it's a little bit of what you're talking about, right? A little bit of like, they're not getting spots. But no, no, no. A little bit of like, because we talked about the brain drain that's happened in LA, yeah, right? Yeah. They, they, they aren't, they, they're, the savages aren't here like they used to be. There's a little bit of that. Okay. But there's also like, are women wired different than men? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. No, no, but hear me out on this before we say, before you say yes, men take risks because that is how you're able to possibly make more money, right? You yes. you like outlaw stuff. We talk about this, right? You gotta risk, the outlaws, your, life to, right? You gotta risk your life to get the food. From there back you go, then, you right? To, yeah, when you're a caveman, you had to risk your life. You had to risk your life to hunt an animal. Mm -hmm. There's a risk. You you are. We talk about this all the time. Outlaws, bean counters, right? Outlaws, bean counters. Outlaws had the the UFC, right? The UFC came from guys who didn't want to learn the sweet science or they were a little older, they couldn't learn sweet science, but they're willing to fight. Yeah, It's, a, it's the reason the U.S. is so different from Europe and how we approach things uh, <laughs> at, at the most fundamental level because most of the people in the United States are descended from people who took that crazy boat trip across the, you know, across the Atlantic. We got man. that gene. You got that yeah. gene of right? the people leaving. Right? Say, so we have it. this thing, even comics, right? How many comics were like, couldn't sing, couldn't, but they we could, were great shit talkers and they were willing to go into strip bars where stand-up comedy started to bring up chicks to take off their clothes. Like it was outlaw stuff. And then we take a look at like the, the wiring of women, right? What are they? They're nurturers. Nest builders. Nest builders. They want to protect the children. It goes back to 70 cents on the dollar, right? 70 cents on the dollar, right? Why do they get that? Why, why in the lifetime is it 70 cents on the they dollar? They want security. They want security. They don't want to do overtime as much. They, don't they take more sick. They don't want to move for the job. They don't want to ask for there. It's like they got maternity leave, right? They just got these yeah. things that are more about security. So, I mean, like, it's possible that they are less likely to take risk. And to be clear, we're not saying this about everybody. If you don't feel that way, it's not you. We're talking about right. it. You know what I mean? Right. 
but they're less likely to take risks. Yeah, just overall. Right? So all I know is that there was a woman who put out some dumb fuck tweets about not enough fucking trans, not enough gays, not enough women on lineups that you start. And by the way, this chick who put this out totally started getting spots everywhere, right? <laughs> like, like, and that's what I'm saying. That's why you do it. Yeah. Right? So just so you know, Jim Brewer, who I think is really funny, there's a famous story. She calls up. He calls up the comedy store. He's like, hey, Mitzi, uh, I'm Jim Brewer. I'm on Saturday Night Live. She's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Hangs up on him. Do you understand? Do we see what the difference is? Yeah. All right? That's what I'm saying. That That's all I'm saying. You said it's like, It's like, is there any risk being taken? And I don't think there is. And that people need to understand that because... They think it's like a lot of times my problems with bookers always think that that, you know, oh, man, I am the, you know, oh, I, I really see talent. Oh, no, you just saw somebody get a big laugh and you fell you fell for the Jedi <laughs> mind tricks. Right. Like Mitzi saw talent because she gave Brian Holtzman time. Do you understand? Like the the amount of like understanding what was going on there instantly to give you a spot, right? What did they say about Sebastian Maniscalco? Wasn't funny at first. I don't agree with that, but that was that's consensus. Mitzi saw gave him a spot. You see what I'm well, saying? Well, that's a talent all to itself, too, right? But yeah, but I'm saying like we're you I know mean, it's like are it, you it, open to the you danger? You wouldn't say it's the same thing in sports. There's some scouts that can tell a kid right off the bat like that kid's gonna be great, right? Like keep your eye on that motherfucker. Right. I think it'd be the same thing with sports. You've been doing it so long. We're like, yo, that kid's so not good right it, now. But just give him, give him a couple years till he grows. And even yeah, those guys are getting squeezed out of sports now by these moneyball types who want to make everything a number. <laughs> you know. And I think that's kind of there's a parallel here for what you're seeing in comedy. And you know, I mean, a lot of stuff Dana and I have talked about. Like, you know, why aren't certain people at the comedy store? I think it's also because they're not vaccinated. Gotta so that's that's it. hurting the cause as well. We know for sure, at least a couple people. <laughs> yeah, maybe in this room. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Uh, what what brought that rant on? By the way, I, I, uh, how you're going to be killing it this weekend? Okay, I, that wasn't it. That, that's <laughs> broken simulation. We'll catch okay, but week. I just want—I I don't know even what brought that up. Um, it was something about uh, oh, oh, Daily Show and all that—the shifting sands, maybe. What, what, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So why, it, why comedy's not. Yeah, I, well, it's like, okay, why, the lineups, they're funny lineups. Where is the danger? Yeah, it's not there. If, if Joey Diaz, if Joey Diaz, Brian Holtzman, Sam Tripoli, all these guys were, were coming up right now, would they, would the powers of B give them an Joey opportunity? Joey Diaz would have no chance. Right? Yeah. Right? But what an incredible talent that guy is. Yeah. So where lost. is the so the, the, the problem is there that they don't realize provocativeness is important. That's why we need our own scene though, dude. Well that I'm starting yeah. it. I'm working it. I have Please. this I'm gonna be starting in May, local show called Assassins Only. Awesome. Leave your bitch ass at home. There you go. Okay. And it's just we're not gonna have you're not gonna know where it is till the day of the show. Good. So no like motherfucker. That. That's great. Oh, that's cool. Okay. It's going to be in different locations, and it's meant to be show up, like the swarm, get in, get the fuck out. Assassins only. 
I'm hoping by May these vaccine passports will be gone, but it is time for the fucking underground to get together and start creating real great content. So I did the Ha Ha Cafe the other day, and I did the set, and you know, there was this group of people got, they were talking and I was just screaming at them because I'm up there just dropping the hammer of the gods. And I get off stage and the guy from the table goes, I just want you to know that was the funniest shit I've ever heard. And we were loving it. And we were just talking about how much we were enjoying it. And I just need you to know that there is a lot of people that want to hear this in LA. They're tired of this woke shit. And it's so funny because I was doing stand-up and there was a young comic there who I love very much. I'm not going to say their name, but I love them very much. But me and another comic were talking about Hillary and everything going on with her. And she was just like, oh, oh. And I wanted to go, do you still think she's a good person? Because <laughs> if so, you got to go sit at the kids' table. Adults are talking. That's so fucking funny. Right? That's so fucking funny. Right? So, guys, if you want to see me drop some Hammer of the God, shows are coming. Hopefully, uh, you will be in Vegas Saturday night, most likely tonight when you listen to this. Saturday night, February 19th. Dude, the show, the tickets are selling. Uh, it, it, we are live at Diversion Amusements. Uh, myself, Brian Callen, two shows. Early show is the uh, podcast. Uh, we're doing a live podcast. And then the second show is, in fact, stand-up comedy. And I love Brian Callen. I cannot wait to do stand-up with him. He is literally one of my favorite comics. He does not get discussed enough in the best stand-ups working today. He's in that discussion you know, I think he should be, you know, we got the four kings at the top, but I think there's guys fighting for it. You know, I, I you know, I, I said before, Doug Stamp should be in that discussion. Mark Marin, Tom Segura. And I think, I think for sure, Brian Callen. So is there a little price for the debate? What? Is there, there going to be a winner on this debate? Is, oh yeah. There, yeah. There's going to be the winner that always wins every episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like when we do the show, like I'm like, I'm like the ultimate warrior, and then Brian Callen is, and his opponent, Steve. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the the Washington Generals versus the yeah, yeah. You know, the the Globetrotters. They always had that one fighter that sh that the one wrestler who was just like looked like they asked the custodian if it's he just funny, right? some yeah, those are the good old days, especially on the you know it wouldn't be on the pay per views, but like the the weekly show, it would always it like half. I the always fighters rooted just, for them though. I'm too. like, come on, Steve. They never you win. Can win this fucking fight. <laughs> this time <laughs> it's so funny that the names you can tell just by the names bam bam bigelow versus don chapman <laughs> we're like oh fuck don's don's screwed but don had to be making money to go there to take the beatings well, right he's, he's probably one of these guys like a dreamer you know he's just, just some, like someday they will love give me the, the game. fight yeah they will give me the fight <laughs> um so i'm gonna be there the the new the the hammers of the gods tour is kicking off uh new orleans please buy some tickets please I've sold a couple. I would like to come back in the future, <laughs> but I just like I'm literally gonna, a couple. Right? I'm not gonna do a, a, a fucking full on suicide mission anymore. So we got we got New Orleans. Then we go to to uh, do Nashville. Thank you for buying tickets. And then we go to Jefferson, Georgia. Thank you for buying tickets. But I'm excited, dude. I'm excited. I'm excited to do this tour. Going flying. with my good friend with Zayn. No, we're doing a lot. We're doing flying, and we're Zayn is a good friend of mine. We're gonna do a lot of driving. Okay. You know why? Because I like to drive and zone the fuck out. Oh, I love driving. Yeah. I want to zone out. Daddy's worked so hard this week. 
I just want to zone we out. We should do a pod van tour just across new podcasts. I would do the, that. that. Drive the gigs podcasting. Yeah. I might live stream on the gig. Who is it? Somebody's got a van that's out doing that now. I think it's... Uh, oh, um, Tim Pool does it, but they got an RV. Yeah, that, somebody that had... I want to get an RV, dude. Yeah, I also want to get an old caddy. Uh, so go see really? that. I'm going to be in Marietta. I got a bunch of gigs coming up. I'm going to be in Marietta coming up. I'm going to be in Simi Valley. I'm going to be in... Uh, dude, there's so A lot many. of Arizona dates. Lot. Of, oh, I'm going to be in Bisbing. Bisbee. I'm, Bisbee. I'm going to be in Tucson. Where else am I? Got? I got all the gigs, dude. I got a lot of gigs for your face. Oh, your face. Oh, yeah. Then I'm going to be in Costa Mesa coming up. Uh, Virginia, Baltimore, Lancaster. Yeah, Laguna on the 9th. Marietta on the 3rd. The hardest working man in show is. See right me there. Valley. You Just are. Just coming. Dad's got to make money, dude. Got to take care of babies. It works hard, man. I got kids. I, I dude. I got. I got to take care. I got to take care of people. Ah, uh, yeah. Lot. I dude. I I have a bunch of live shows. I mean, you can get Tripoli twenty four seven. I'm banging out so many episodes. Uh, you, you just go to rockfin.com, r o k f i n dot com, and you can get all of Sam Tripoli's show. Uh, we got Tinfoil Hat Premium. We got we got uh, Broken Sim First Look. We got uh, Conspiracy Social Club Zero. We don't smoke the same. Xavier yep. Guerrero's been putting up a lot of stuff there lately. And the goats, whenever that may someday happen, who knows? Um, we so just that, did a Broken Sim that'll be up there on Rockfin. Uh, I thought it was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, I think it, they're all good ones. They're just we literally talk about our week and we talk three hours. And we did a, with the videos up now too for the last. By week. the way, anybody who wants to see any canadian shit it's all over rockfin live stuff from um, ottawa all these free thinkers are going ham over yeah, there go, so go, if you're I'm wondering you, go to rockfin you'll go, get some if, good shit unless you're doing like youtube okay and by the way look at this this is a yoga fucking look at the yoga girl right there look at that oh, oh the camera. booty one yeah. the first one right? oh, 20 that. minutes blue. look at that you can't see it but it's yeah you just, can yeah. can you see she's just yeah. like this is downward dog also babies come from here all right, so we got so, uh, so you just go to YouTube, type in yoga, and that's what you get. Yeah, or you can go to Sam Triple and find everything. You can find my dates. My dates are there. My T-shirt, all the T-shirts are there. Go to tinfoilhatt-shirts.com. We got T-shirts there. I'm looking for more and more shirts. Uh you yeah. I got to figure out a way to get you guys to look at the shirts too, because I get inundated with shirts and I can't spend all the time I want on them. Yes. How Maybe we should this? make a yeah. pitch, Tinfoil. Uh, we should figure a out. A telegram or something? Just a or? Gmail, an email just for T-shirts. Yeah, it's that you guys can look at too. Discord. Because so, we get sent shirts all the time, and I need to focus on those. We need some new shirts. But go to tinfoil.tshirts.com. Grab that. I got so many free shows for you to listen to as much as you want. Tinfoil Hat, uh, Broken Sim, Punch Junk Sports, uh, uh, Zero, Conspiracy Social Club, Union the Unwanted. Did I miss anything? Nope, that's it. Nope. Everything's at samtriplee.com. Anything else, dude? No, we rocking. Let's go. Good episode today. What's that good episode today? Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, with my man, Frankie Vale from, quite frankly, he's great. This is a great, great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mic. Drink.
Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Lucy Nicotine. Look, we are all adults here, okay? And I know some of you choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day, okay? Long, long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, okay, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start out by switching to a new nicotine product that can make you that you can feel good about? Okay, listen. I know everybody. I know people who love this stuff. My buddy Chris Neff loves Lucy stuff. He uses it all the time, and I think it's just a great way. If you're gonna get, if you're into nicotine, and I know a lot of people in the nicotine, it's a great way to do it. Okay, so if you're enjoying using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy products at Lucy. Dot co. That is L-U-C-Y dot C-O and use the promo code TINFOIL at checkout, okay? Also, I have to read this disclaimer to you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you're interested in a better way of using nicotine, visit lucy.co and you be sure to use the promo code tinfoil all right so let's get into it super excited to have this guest on uh i just did his show i supposed to do a show before there was a miscommunication or i was high on drugs i don't know it could be one or the other and i wasn't able to do it and then i got to do a show and it was a really uh great time and i was super excited that we could get in him quickly on this show because I, I i'm just i enjoyed our conversation it was a real classic so i you know him from the quite frankly podcast please welcome frankie val how are you brother gentlemen i'm so happy to be here i'm doing well i hope you're doing well we're connecting coasts right now but uh hell a lot going on outside huh lot going on uh you know we are we are in the truth community let's say we're 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 part of this conspiracy podcast genre that's really exploded over the last couple of years. And I know you've been in the game for a while and, you know, we've been, you know, we just celebrated our five years, but at, here we are. Is there, is it bittersweet right now for you? Like in the fact that like, Hey man, we told you all this was happening. And now it's like, Oh fuck, it's all happening. Uh, you know, you're, you're in, you're a, uh, a, a comedian. I am, I don't know, a writer of sorts. I, I just do this a lot. I love mass communication and, and always have loved talk radio. And I got to say that I think we're more so in the making observations business. And when you're making observations, whether it be for a comedy format or anything else, what you really start getting honed into is the ability to spot patterns when they form and, and to try to make some kind of an inference or some kind of, you know, deduce what might be going on because there's everybody else not really paying attention. But now there's no, there's, I mean, there's no, there's no uh, wiggle room to not pay attention anymore. You got this Bolshevik ballerina up there in Canada that has really let the genie out of the bottle. I mean, they're just they're just kneeing people in the ribs now, taking children, taking children away off the streets. And I mean, there's there's nothing. I mean, and, and all the people standing behind them, they've been telegraphing what they're going to be do, doing for a while. So I, I really think that's bittersweet. I think it's um it's pretty it's pretty bitter right now. I think just a little bit more bitter. I think it gets a little bit more bitter as time goes on. But um, but being in that new media area. I think that it's 
it's the best place to be to catch this wave. And it's a wave of garbage shit. Like there's just like that garbage, <laughs> that garbage juice that leaks out of the side of a, of a trash compactor. We're riding a wave of that onto a, onto a, a needle riddled shore somewhere. Um, and at least we're on top of it. You know, we've got our boogie board. Everybody else is drowning in it. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. And uh, I know as we speak, they've now sent boot licking brown shirt cops to arrest these 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 freedom fighting convoy guys truckers who are just asking to go back from normal and you know i don't know how you come back from this i mean this is a hell mary pass and what is going on right now is the ball is being just tipped by both the offense and the defense, and it's jumping around, and everybody's holding its breath to see who catches this ball, right? I, 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 I okay, who catches this ball? And who's gonna catch it? And <laughs> I have hope, bro. I like the day I no longer have hope. This show is done. It's done. I'm not gonna do it. I won't be on here fucking pushing official narratives that I don't fucking agree with or I make me unhappy. I'm just not going to do it, dude. I'm just not going to do it. And it's just, I just have this faith in the universe that the, the end of this, this, this cycle of parasites is coming to an end. And I could be wrong, but I, I have a feeling it's, I just don't, I think we have to really put this in perspective that this is day two, what day three, and it's already chaotic for him. He cannot sustain this. I mean, even if you're like pro-vaccine, right? Let's say you're Canadian, you're pro-vaccine, you're pro-vaccine. Well, well most of those truckers are vaccinated. Right. Yeah, most. most of them are vaccinated. So it's not that they're, they just don't want it no, to be No, but if mandated. you're an outside observer, okay, right? Yeah. And you're pro-vaccine and you're pro-mandate. Do you look at this going, this is, this is about a virus right now? No. It's, it's impossible. I mean, there's going to be some poor souls out there that go along with this and they love Trudeau for what he's doing. But uh, history, by and large, is not going to be kind to these bastards at all. And I got to say, you're you're saying you have to have some hope that this is really going to be something that rectifies itself in the end and that it's sputtering out. I, one thing I take a great interest in is the uh, the I guess the the, the ritual or of uh, or the rite of of exorcism. And I have read, I've, I've yet to really interview an exorcist before, but I've, I've, the, the conversation has come up a lot. And I, from what I've read from a lot of exorcists who go in on what has been bona fide demonic possession cases, they will always say, and they make, they make social commentary based on what's going on right now, based on what they see when they are in the middle of exercising a person, sometimes that that'll take days, sometimes weeks, even years worth to try to pull a demonic possession away from a host. And what they always say is that toward the end, it gets the worst, especially when the demon knows that it's been beaten, that it's like a petulant child in a way where if they know that they're not going to get their way, they're going to stomp. They're going to throw all the, the candy bars on the, uh, uh, off the shelf, off the wow, they're going to, they're going to scream. They're going to throw, they're going to ride them, ride. And they're going to, they're just going to make rollicking asses of themselves. But I, it, it, how is that not a, a microcosm for what we're seeing right now around the world? Now, obviously, this limp-wristed weasel slug bitch, uh, <laughs> uh, Trudeau, is taking, taking orders that he, I mean, this is a very weak, 
willed man. Um, he's taking orders from higher ups and uh, he's doing the writhing on behalf of someone else. As you said before, anybody who looks at this and says, oh, this is all about a virus, defeating a virus with a ninety nine point nine eight percent recovery rate is I mean, you, you can't deal, you can't re- reason with that kind of stupid at this point. But I do think that, like you said, there is going to be a sputtering out and a violent one at that. It's going to get worse than this before it gets better. But we are at the uh, the end of one major cycle in our civilization. And hopefully because there's one thing that we can put into this situation that we have not had before in the past. You know, uh, we we rise and fall. We go into the ashes from the ashes. We carbonize the world and then a new a new redwood pops up afterwards. But the one thing that we have not done is we've never we've never rode that wave down on the down on the downturn of a civilization with the kind of technology we have, the ability for us to communicate like this over thousands of miles and to be able to lay down commentary and keep our wits about us. Whereas in the past, when an empire falls over the course of however many generations, it's something that's only really relegated to what you can whisper about in local pubs and cantinas and shit like that. So the one thing that we have now that we, we has to be an X factor for something as we ride our way down into the, uh, the, the land of, you know, the, uh, that Phoenix rising from the ashes is that we've never been able to stay in contact like this. We've never been able to expose the people who are responsible like we have right now. It's the one thing you can't account for yet. Yeah, I agree. What you're talking about is the, like the violence of a death rattle, right? Like yeah. when the death rattle's coming, the, the, you, you basically put all your energy that you have left into one last pushback, and then there's quiet, right? We see it happen in animals and animal, uh, any kind of National Geographic video, uh, Animal Planet. There's the fierce fight, and then there's silence. And my my uncle's a marine, and he told me that in 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 basic training, what they would do is, out of all the drills that they would do, one of the uh, one of the ones that they would go through is one called final protective fire. And final protective fire is where you just. You got nothing left almost. You're at you're at your end here. So you literally unload everything you have as quickly as you can just to create some kind of a ferocity at the end, perhaps to create a window to to uh, to escape, to fight another day. But it is it's what you're saying right here. Death rattle. um, It feels a lot like final protective fire. Yeah, I I, I completely 100 percent agree and it's like you 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 this is the point that you say we will never see normal what we consider normal in the past ever again you can never go back to that ever and so the question is what are you going what is the future is it full-blown dictatorship communism or are you going to kill the rats that and, and you're totally right. Are you going to kill the rats and, and start a new country with the best of what you had before, but now this new kind of like security system that doesn't allow a dictator like Trudeau to ever come back again? Like simple thing, like, you know, like uh, uh, some kind of uh, term limits. Like Trudeau can be premier to the day he takes his last breath. 
And if we, if, if, are we ever trusting elections again? And like Whitney Webb said that that was done purposely. So we never trust these, these, uh, elections again. And, but can you trust that Trudeau would get reelected again? And there's no fucking way, man. There's no, I don't care if you're pro vaccine, you cannot be happy with what is going on. You are trying to protect yourself by destroying yourself. Does that make any sense? at fucking all right and what do we see that in how we do cancer right we like bombard ourselves with toxins to to kill cancer when people are telling you there's healthy alternatives to this and we need to start looking into those right and it's just like what are you gonna do man what are you going to fucking do i mean this whole thing's built on the lie frank have you seen the um the the CDC and the basically the CDC and the FDA both now said the same thing. The CDC quietly put out on their website that the PCR test could not tell the difference between COVID and the flu, yeah. and this and that they were going to end the the vaccines probably around December twenty seventh, around that after uh, uh, in twenty twenty one. Well, now. The FDA has gone one farther. Now the FDA has said, based on their studies, that the PCR test that was used could never test for COVID. Never. That it was built to test for the flu. And that they knew that they knew that they still put it out and told you you tested for COVID, when it was really telling you, you tested for the flu, and it was so amped up that it was going to find anything. It would find well, even a miscue one. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the, well, Carrie Mullis, the person, the guy who um, created the the actual PCR test. I mean, he, um, that we're talking about a test that is very, very rarely used or, or cannot be used to identify any kind of any specific disease. I think it was just, it, it's just about, I, I used to understand the, the, uh, and I'm sorry for the, the blowtorch that I'm sitting next to. I'm right next to a boiler. That's um, fine. But, but, you know, Carrie is, he was the one that said that actually even question HIV AIDS, you know, a, a lot of the, a lot of the, it's very controversial to say this, but I, I've known people who were, were very deep into investigating what was going on around HIV AIDS that, that when that uh, pandemic or epidemic, I guess it reached pandemic levels was coming up in the eighties and even into the nineties. It, it, it really mirrors in an amazing way, what we're living through right now, where you have this supposed, this so-called virus of, of unspeakable origin, Nobody can talk about it. Nobody can pinpoint what actually happened, where it came from. All we have to do is accept that it's here now and we have to deal with it. And then you have a, a test that has been adopted to use, um, to uh, accumulate how much infection is going on around that trigger that it, false positives are triggered all over. I think it was, on, it might be the PCR test itself. I don't know, but the way that they were testing for HIV back in the, uh, the, the 80s, was they needed to dilute blood samples. Whatever test that they were using, they needed to dilute blood samples tens of times, if not hundreds of times down, because 
if anybody, if you were just to test a drop of blood from your finger, everybody would have been HIV positive. Uh, it, it's well known that pregnant that pregnant women were were constantly tripping HIV positive. It, now, for some reason, everybody uh, Prince Harry wants everybody to go out and get an AIDS test. HIV is is back in style all of a sudden now that we're we're uh, two years or a year and a half into everybody being pushed to get these shots that the doctors and the scientists before they were even released that are pro vaccine mind you were saying uh, we are very concerned that this can trigger immune escape and of course immune escape is just a disabled immune system it's AIDS so I mean there's so many weird fucking things going on right now I, I can curse right I'm sorry dude light it there's, up light it up okay. Well, my bad. But, well, there's so many things going on right now to to bring up the PCR test, how it was adopted here. Then, of course, they said we're going to get rid of it around December 27th, around the new year. But beforehand, anybody who was watching this happen, how they were racking up the infection numbers for the first year and a half. And you read into what these PCR tests, if they're going to be effective in uh, effective in any way, shape or form, where they have to be cycled to, how you're going to amplify the samples that you're testing. When they tell you, when Dr. Fauci even says that if you're amplifying these tests to anything more than 15 to 18 cycles, it's pretty much pointless you're gonna you're gonna come back with probably 95 percent false positives and then and then you realize that the standard in this country has been 25 to 30 cycles and in some parts of europe they're going up past 40 i was like it's no wonder that every other person has covid and every other person is asymptomatic so i mean they created uh, this entire pandemic has been a pandemic of testing yeah and that's yeah 100 percent but but it's like what Eddie Bravo said before. It, it, Eddie Bravo's like, dude, did you did you just rebrand the flu? Yeah. And this te- the FDA, this the the people who work with the scientists, the you know the trust the science people, right? I listen to science. Those people have come out and said. This test never could test for COVID, ever. It was never testing for COVID. That's what people don't want to listen to. It was never testing for COVID. It was built to test for the flu. The the initial trials, it was using the flu. There was never a test that could isolate COVID and test for just COVID. What does that mean? Well, Sam, I'll tell you. Here's here's one thing. You should, number one, going back to what Eddie said. Eddie said about um, you know it's, it can't test for the flu. Uh, let me put. I'm going to put this. I told you well, the story he said before. That, on my did show. you rebrand the flu? That's did you why. rebrand the flu? And they rebranded pneumonia too because yep. the flu and pneumonia disappeared in 2020. I'm going to. I told the story on my on my show. I have a, a, my doctor. Um, I'm very grateful for our, for our doctor. She makes house calls and all that stuff. She's been very, very nice. Um, especially cause you know, my daughter was born in September of 2020. So there was a lot of, I didn't want to go anywhere with her because I didn't know who the hell was going to try to stick her with what. So it was, it was very great, but, uh, probably around her six month checkup, our doctor comes by our house and she's asking about whether or not we want flu shots or whether we want this shot or the other. And I'm, you know, just politely declining, declining, declining. And then, uh, you know, she says this, I swear to God, she said, this is a very intelligent woman. 
She said, yeah, well, you know, I guess the flu, the flu shot is something you really don't even need this year anyway, because there really hasn't really been that much flu uh, ever since people started wearing the masks. I, I said, I, my, I, I almost laughed because I thought she was making a joke that you, that a doctor, that you, they really, they, she really believed that these paper masks had eradicated the flu. I said, oh, wow. This, this must, there must be just a lot of true believers out there that this is, this has worked on people with this kind of academic pedigree. So, yeah. the, and so, now, so that's the logic on why there was no flu. Oh, wore is, a mask. That's, no, that's literally you. what people think. And it wasn't, dude, there's some people out there that are really smart that were pushing that as well. I mean, people we love like Joe Rogan early on before he started like, Starting to see what was happening. He was also like, yeah, dude, it's like because we did this, this, and that. And you're like, dude, do you understand what you're saying, bro? I mean, like, do you understand? And, like, now he's, like, obviously become the face of questioning the narrative, right? But 100%. I mean, like, it just all lines up. And what I always say, Frank, and, and you know, I don't know what you're saying, is, like, everything that I'm saying right now. I was saying at the beginning of this thing, I haven't changed. There's nothing where I go, well, you know, no. I've said the same thing. Weapons of mass destruction. I'm saying the same thing. 9-11. I'm saying the same thing. Russia collusion. I'm saying the same thing. My, I have not changed my position. There's been no evidence given that has said that what I believed before wasn't right. Now, I will tell you that I gave Trump a little bit more credit than maybe I should have. But I told you what I thought Q was, and I must say this to you. You can all go crazy on Q. I get it. But how many of you people who use the term Q-tard also believe in Russian collusion? Right? And still to this day, if you said, I think Russia's hacked, there would be a large portion of people on the left that would still agree with you, even if they whispered it to you. Okay? Oh, yeah. So just put that, just understand that before you say get, get a holy roller on everybody about your bullshit meter. And the second thing I want to say, all right, it's there's a, outside of trust the plan, Trump's the savior, outside of that, what was one thing Q said? They won't be able to walk the streets when we're done. Have you seen what's happening to health people? Have you seen? These guys can't oh, yeah. walk the streets. What do you think is going to happen to Trudeau if Trudeau walks the streets of Canada right now? You saw Eric Gar Garcesi giving out the fucking awards to the Rams. Everyone just booing him. Yeah. Get off you stand. won't Ooh. be able to walk the yeah, streets. Same shit. I'm just telling well, listen, you, man. You got one right. Cool. You know, the, here's the other thing, too. And I, you got one people, right. Yeah, right? I mean, they got one right. Okay, yeah. they also were the ones who also push a lot I of just, what I, happened I, I, with... That stuff is, man... That's how, how long a window does he get for his predictions? Just eternity? Like, decades? How long a, how long a window? Yeah, like, when, mean, like when do those predictions become like, okay, maybe, maybe anything that happens after X point is not going to be kind of twisted to fit what Q said. So we're one year in to a, a Bush... Uh, to a, a Biden... Biden Administration. Which, which they said was never going to happen. Yeah. Where did right. Q say that? What do you mean? He, Where did he, he oh, yeah. said, say oh, that? He, 
The whole, Where did he say it? The whole thing. Be- because what he said was that the election was going to get jacked, and I know you don't believe it. It's all going to come out. I'm telling you, Johnny, if I told you this, 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 What do you mean this, I don't believe it? Of course I believe it. That they sold the election? Yeah, yeah. I no, don't you, think it was you quite how you did. You 100% believe that everyone really hated Trump. No, no, Even no, no, though no. that's I never showed in, up anywhere Georgia, else. I think Georgia, they mechaniced it in Georgia, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So he talked I about that. Was, I, I hate happen. to tell you that a lot of the information that people know about the fucking cute thing, dude, the cute thing. Is but but listen to me, dude. <laughs> listen to me. Listen, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Okay? There has I said this before. There has to be some truth in it for it to fucking get a following going. And yes, Yeah, just enough truth to lead people by their noses but off let's a cliff. Get into, I mean, but let's get into it. Okay, and Frank, if you don't agree with me, I, you could totally jump on Johnny's side too. I have zero problems with it. Well, yeah, what do you think about? Q, I'm just Frank? saying. Have you seen the, the what the, they the talk HBO about? Doc? Pedophiles, right? The fucking stealing of the elections, all this shit. What is really North Korea? I still totally believe that North Korea is a giant psyop. Okay, yeah, meant you, the I mean, fucking You're, you're discounting how many Q posts there were. Have you ever gone and read? I mean, so many of them are just inscrutable nonsense that well i i i've always said when i because i mean i can't tell you how many times people say hey can you do you do you talk about this you talk about oh well, what do you think about this one and that one my my uh my my stance for a long time for a long time has just been diversify your reading um we followed along with what was going on because it became just very socially relevant the main the mainstream media didn't talk about q until around 2019 they started 2020 started getting a little bit more heated there because they they of course it had to be used as a um it had to be used as a cudgel they had really nothing else to attack trump with but for the most part i would say that 80 percent of those whatever drops that we saw the, these 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 posts that we saw it was good actionable stuff it was it was pretty good you media to analysis. To get people to listen to it but that's it's, all it, i'm but saying I said that I, I always said that it was a net positive in the way that if people had never paid attention to anything, this is it, it acted like a, uh, an Internet information scavenger hunt that you could really give yourself a crash course on things that, uh, you know, have been around for a very, very long time. The pedophilia stuff that does not start with and it has such a huge, long backstory or even far beyond Franklin scandal and everything else, the McMartin school and the and the finders cult. And there's just so much Fox Island. I mean, there's so much there. Uh, Ted Gunderson's work, whatever the hell you want, there's it's there for you. But so I thought it was a net positive. But when you start getting into rapture dates and you start getting into 100%. saviors, you, you can't do it. You, you, it's, yeah. That's why I always told people, please start going and, and buying buying books go you know g edward griffin get 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 just get some good foundational standing here mix and up just, your info for sure man right. and listen dude it's like alex jones right it's like alex jones he's got he's got a couple blind spots like he does want to talk israel he doesn't want to talk all that but guess what he he's been right about a lot of shit so, and Johnny, just let me explain to you. I'm not like Q is our savior in any way, but listen, he woke, whatever that was, yeah. woke up a lot of people, a lot of people. And Polar, I'm polarized say, a lot of people too, in a way yeah. that they can't listen to anything. You know what I mean? It, it added to the polarization of the country. You can't deny that. A lot of people went way too deep. 
way too deep. I know what Johnny's talking about, like way too deep as in like the ones thinking Trump's the savior. But then, like you said, there's some that woke up and saw a little bit of it. Yeah, but but people are starting to wake up to Trump as well. I mean, I get it. Yeah, there are a lot of those people, though, that are still waiting for him to sweep back in the office. You know, there's going to be potards, which are political retards everywhere. Okay, there's going to be potards everywhere. Inspired by stuff they read and Q drops, you know. Right. He's trying Johnny. to say it dumped, I just, it dumped I a lot I, of people I think, down. I think that the baby and the bathwater with that thing need to get get the fuck out. You know, I think that should be over. All right. I understand it. I get it, Johnny. Well, but we're because we have a very real, literal threat that doesn't need to be veiled behind cryptic language and shit. It's a very real thing that's happening in Canada now. We don't need any more of this. This you know, uh, confused I, okay, where language. we are right now, one hundred percent. So we don't just out but with that. It's like man. Cliff High said, and I'm sorry, Cliff High is like, dude, this guy's really called out a lot of shit, and he goes, Q was meant to be fucking to collapse on itself. It wasn't meant oh, to go okay, forever. Okay. It was designed to do that. Okay. Have you seen the doc, the uh, okay. HBO doc? Uh, yeah, I, I listen. Johnny opened my eyes to HBO. And about what they do. Garbage, yeah. He, you it. know, because I was like really pro, like, Woody Allen's a piece of shit. Johnny goes to all the information's full of shit. That group that put out that doc put out some other bullshit. And the more and more I studied it, I go, Johnny, you're right. The HBO, I don't trust HBO docs. Have you I seen that one, Johnny? The QAnon yeah, one? Yeah, I have, yeah. What is and I love Johnny and I love that he does this because we need this on the show. I need somebody who fucking isn't afraid to try to kick my dick in. And I love that. I'm and not I think trying to do that. I but just I, don't, but I, I, you know, and this isn't meant to be against Johnny, but Johnny loves Bill Maher, who has been completely on the wrong side of a lot of stuff. No, yeah, but I don't love him because of what he believes. I love him because he's funny. That's yeah, but Johnny, a, and I think we gotta a, get he, as a society, dude, we gotta get back to, to that the, place. What he did to two party systems, like when he was like when when Bernie was trying to come out and he was like, get rid of the third party. Yeah, no, he's wrong, but but I I, I can right. watch somebody that I disagree that, with, Brian, and I think we gotta get Johnny, back to that place. But Johnny, you sat there and you go, hey, what Bill Maher's saying right now is really important. I'm just saying there's things that you did. That woke up a yeah, lot of Q people. Yeah, but was not an entertainer. He was, you know what I mean. He was, he was meant to be a very serious source of information, and he led a lot of people down a dark path. And Bill Maher is a fucking comedian with a Friday night show. You know who, uh, who makes make bazillions of dollars pushing a propaganda. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> pushing propaganda. I mean, the guy, the guy is, he's an entertainer. Come on, he's a comedian. So internet thing is way more dangerous than a fucking full-on legacy media a guy fucking with, mouthpiece. Who pro- I mean, a guy who probably doesn't get a million viewers on Fridays. Yeah, it absolutely well, is well, the, the, not dangerous. Uh, yeah, and then more to that, more to that point, you can put a face on Bill Maher. You can put a face. You know, you understand who pays his his salary. You yeah. understand a little bit more of the culture at his. I understand it's the, the, it is different in the way. Like I said, I, at the t- especially when we were in the middle of it, Sam. I. I I thought that it was a net positive seeing so many new people that were were looking for alternate sources of information and were starting to question the narratives that they that's been shoved down their gullet for so long. But you know, there is there's something dangerous about um, about leading people by through anonymous sources that speaks very. Um, I, I got to say, what mystically, religiously? That's that's 
There's something a little bit more dangerous about that, as opposed to the devil, you know, in Bill Maher, who, who you know, maybe makes a, a really great point 40 percent of the time. And then he's just That's a raging it. libtard the other 60. That's absolutely it. Yeah. I understand. I, I, dude, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I, I take more of your stance of like net positive on like a waking up. I would, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I'm a spiritual man. I, I really don't have a problem with religion. I, I don't like organized religion, I, I, but I, I love religious people, I, you know, uh, but I would rather have a hyper paranoid fucking population that questions everything. And maybe at the time it was more Republican. I totally get it. But maybe that was necessary at the time. I don't know, man. I mean, like when I take a look at what is going on in this country and like, I make no illusions that the Republicans are good guys, but like what is going on with like cultural Marxism here? What is going on with, with like, I mean, like we see a real waking up to like even in San Francisco, which is the most insane liberal city out there, they just got rid of three whack jobs on their on their um, school boards. <laughs> that to me says there's awakening going on. And well, like, go on. No, I to I think it was Johnny that said it before about um, about you don't need um, you, you don't need to. Um, I don't know. You don't need to speak cryptically about what's coming our way when it's, you know, you have people like Trudeau that are doing these nakedly tyrannical things right now. It's right in front of our faces. And you, Sam, before had asked the question about when we were still talking about um, the insanity of the PCR tests and what happened to pneumonia, what happened to the flu and and what did this all lead us with? Or are or, or you being you having it down right from the beginning, from, you know, from February 2020, you knew that this was going to be nonsense or, you know, why can't people see it? Well, it became very in your face by July 2020. This ties into the cultural Marxism and everything else that's going on right now, including what's going on in Canada. And it was the reason why the biggest delivery system, it, uh, the COVID was a delivery system for what we were introduced to in July of 2020, when the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab with the face of a rotting oyster, he comes out and he gives us the great reset. And everybody from Trudeau to every other World Economic Forum youth leader that is now either a prime minister, a cabinet member, or a president of all these all these uh, Western countries around the world, they started parroting the same thing. Not only do we need to build back better, but we have to, quote, use the COVID-19 crisis as an opportunity to reshape the world in a way that they couldn't sell it with Greta Thunberg anymore. They couldn't sell it because nobody wanted it to. They said, we, have to, we need to make the sexes equal. We need to make sure that everybody has equal economic outcomes. That means get rid of all the world economies that they've been looting for fucking the century then more and make sure everybody's on digital passports. They want to go and they want to tackle the climate in a militarized way. As Prince Charles said, he says, we need a marshaled approach to turning down the thermostat of the planet. I mean, this is that we're talking about a delivery system. We were obviously the, 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 um, the, the cultural Marxism has been something that has been slowly in, in infiltrating our societies since it was exported from the Frankfurt School. But now we're seeing this end game and 2020 was just a delivery unit. It was never going to stick around for that long. Obviously, it, we were stress tested. We were compliance tested to see how we would go along with it. And many of us in the U.S. 
failed very, very miserably. But we are living through what the real awakening, the real apocalypse, the revelation really is. And uh, and and this is this great reset. It it, it goes and it's trying to flatline <laughs> everything that we used to know about life before 2019. Everything, everything down to even going to a Yankee. I'll never, I'll probably never go to Yankee Stadium again. Is that possible? I think so. But I mean, uh, that's what we really got to be talking about. It is just crazy to me. It's just full on crazy that you may ne- never go to Yankee Stadium. And now, like, the NBA commissioner is obviously, who is a, I think, the worst commissioner (laughs) in an era of dog shit commissioners. (laughs) I think Adam Silver is the worst. Because you could say, oh, Robert Manford, uh, is that his last name? Manford. 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 Uh, Is bad. But he took over baseball that was decaying when he got it, right? Like, Adam Silver took over a thriving, thriving league. Like, Michael Jordan had set it up as this incredible thing. And and Adam Silver and LeBron James have brought in a globalist thing that has destroyed the league. And the reason that they are okay, because all these new mediums are coming to basically promote or air games that have caused them to get more money, but nobody's watching the games, right? Like the, the, the numbers are fucking ridiculous, but now something's happened. Somebody, and most likely the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, who is Chinese, right? Has come in and told him, dude, this rule in New York is bullshit. And because which isn't allowing Kyrie Irving to yeah. play. Now the 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 rule in New York is that you c- can play and you can perform play. You're an entertainer in New York City if you don't live in New York City. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's like it's clear that it's not. And and Adam Silver made this point because of what you said that somebody pressured him. But he made the point this week that 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 makes it evident that they don't really care about you being Vaccinated. either exposed or or infected they just care about what the look of it i don't know and which means that the billionaires are now starting to put pressure on the mayor which is the best news we could hear probably as a regular person because you're starting don't. to fuck with their money exactly I always thought that Adams, I knew that he was going to be a problem when he came in, Adam Silver, because he looked like Kurt Barlow from uh, Salem's Lot. Yeah, 100%. He looks like the original vampire from the yeah. van- first so track. All Kyle Irvin has Nosferatu. to do. Yeah, yeah Nosferatu. So all Kyle Irvin has to do is go buy a house in Jersey or something? Yeah, but and, and I can, can say they could argue that, but I think he's I think he's originally from New Jersey, so he just bought a house back where probably his dad lives, and he technically is not violating anything. And it's wow. and it's yeah. So he's like, now you're hurting your local teams. And I and, uh, and the mayor's like, oh man, who made this rule? Boss guy from Boston, huh? And everyone's like, dude, it's not funny. You're fucking with people's lives. And it's like, now we got this thing for the FDA out. Now we got this thing from the fu- from from uh, the uh, FDA and the CDC saying the PCR test don't don't work, work uh, for COVID, and now we have the head of Pfizer saying 
This vaccine does not stop infection or transmission. What are we doing? And they're still taking out more boosters. Yeah. And you're listening to these commercials. Go get the booster. Feel better. Do it for your neighborhood. And the worst part is, like, they'll tell you. I know I, I get caught all the time. It'll be a nice commercial. I'm like, oh, I like this one. And then, like, but don't forget. Go get go get the booster. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. It's and you'll sit there for like a minute. And you're like, oh, this ain't that bad. And then it's always go, and you just want to grab your phone and toss it out the window because you're like, oh fuck, Spotify. We were talking the other day I on the news about whether you need a fourth. My, you might need a fourth injection. I don't. I don't even know. I don't watch uh, television over here in New York. Uh, it's usually if I want, put anything on, it's something I wanted to see on a streaming service. Well, I'm I'm about twenty. I'm in Westchester, so I'm right outside of it. Okay. Um, but still, if you put on, I don't know, ABC at night or w- any channel, you pick a channel. If it's if it's just on regular cable access, um, it, it, it every any given hour, the programming is at least seventy five percent COVID and pushing shots. And they and they the, the thing that I hate the most is that every doctor they put out there is either Indian or a black woman, and they put blackface <laughs> all over this thing, yeah. man. It's 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 really it's in it's incredible how suffocating this thing is, and um, like they ha- like okay those cheesy commercials where you know somebody's walking down the street and they're having this obviously scripted conversation with somebody and it's a woman having a, it's oh yeah no I talked to my doctor today she said I should definitely get my son my son the oh, the, the shot yeah, the- well yeah no she said don't worry about the conspiracy theories and stuff it's everything is totally on board and it's blah 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 it's like ugh, the whole thing makes it, your brain you want to talk about active denial systems we were talking about this before we went live active denial systems my brain feels like it's crying i so i stay away from television it's just horrible uh, what they do to everybody nonstop over here every city bus everything it's nothing but this goddamn shot well you know it, it is the dope sick game plan we've watched this uh i i mean it's unbelievable that dope sick made it to television made it to air date because it gives you exactly the the entire game plan of Pfizer and all these giant medical, uh, all these giant pharmaceutical companies. Now, here's something I want to ask you, Frank. So, if I had to sit down and go, if you could do one thing to change the country right now, what would it be? I would be the, ex- the 100% annihilation of BlackRock and, and the guy who runs it which is, what's his name, um, Larry Fink. If you could get rid of those, you would do a huge service to this country because BlackRock, through his ESG, through his, which is a rebranding of cultural Marxism, is fueling all this chaos that's going on. And the one bright spot is, with Moderna going down right now, <coughs> we see that Moderna, is their stocks has just crashed and burned, right, Johnny? Will you look that up? Someone said it's crashing and burning. Um, that, and now Pfizer putting out to their, their stockholders that some negative data about the clinical trials could come out that will mm. do a lot of damage to our stock value. Unbelievable. Well, like an hour ago, it just came out. COVID vaccine in children as of young as six, 
months old uh, after early data shows is ineffective against Omicron. So you're just giving kids and it's ineffective. Yeah, but what they're going to find out is that they've done tests and these kids die. Well, I had a, when I had uh, Dr. Um, Dr. Wow. McCullough on my show uh, last month, I, I one of the last things I asked him, I said, as far as as far as getting people uh, getting the word out for, to, for parents to put this into um, to put into children, what would you say to parents who are on the fence or being pressured about doing this? If they have a child of any age under the age of 19, because from zero to 19 years old, it is virtually a 100% recovery rate. If they were to get COVID-19, any variant of it without even treatment, they can go without treatment kids from zero to 19. And he said, and he broke down the statistics. I can't, I can't um, recall them off the top of my head, but uh, he broke down the statistics of how it is actually statistically you are, you have a greater risk as a child to be injured or killed by the shots than you ever have of being even hospitalized by the virus. I, I mean, if you're a parent, just hearing that alone, is like, what, what's there? What is the choice here? And what, once again, why are they doing it? Why is this, why is it so keen? Why are they so keen on, uh, on modifying human behavior, whether it comes to the way that we have now made a mockery or we, we have shamed people for keeping their face exposed um, we have set children back, not only in the way that they're schooled, but in the way that every they're interacting with their surroundings. They saw that speech is being delayed because children are not seeing people and their faces and the way that they form words and sentences and all that. In fact, the CDC, I don't know how they have any kind of any kind of uh, um, sway on something like this. But the CDC, I might actually have it up over here in, in my in my um, is he uh, allowed to share? Johnny. Hold on. Here it is. Look, the American Academy of Pediatrics said that 67.7% of the changes to early childhood milestones were now moved to older ages in the recent study commissioned by the CDC. So they're, they're all, everything that they're doing to destroy children's education and the way that they build a foundation for life, they are not owning up to it or reversing course. They're just saying we're going to lower lower the standards like they do for everything else in this fucking country. Lower the standards to, to, to let people who are being destroyed by their system flow by like driftwood. Now, you, you said before, you asked before you asked, what, what would I do to get rid of if I can do anything? Well, if I was going to, I, it would be between two things. My larger, loftier goal would be to... Um, to destroy, or at least I, I should say, restore the original bounds of the, the general government. And yeah, in doing that, in doing that, it. the only way that would work is, of course, if there's some kind of in my wish, there's a paradigm shift of everybody that would ever seek office in government to want to keep it that way, because that takes out the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is pumping untold billions of dollars into the pockets of of companies like BlackRock. You know that BlackRock is make, is gobbling up real estate and everything else at the behest of the, the Federal Reserve. They're putting money in their pockets to go out and do that. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, that's what I would do. I, you know, you, you asked the, uh, earlier in the beginning of the show, what do you do about someone like Trudeau? How can you do that to, to stop someone like him from coming up? I don't know. That's That's Canadians to decide. But in the United States, we had something that was supposed to make this shit stay in place. It was called federalism, the 10th Amendment. 
I mean, if we were doing exactly what we have been chartered to do here, the, whoever the hell is president would, would really become inconsequential to day-to-day life. The makeup of the House of Representatives would become inconsequential. Have you ever read Article 1, Section 8? The duties of the general government is nil. I mean, the the the, the drama that we would see every year playing out in government and playing out with one trillion, multi-trillion dollar spending bills. All they would have to talk about is, um, I don't know, international trade and what they're going to do with the fucking post office. There is, they have no responsibilities. Everything that we live under here is a lie. And it only continues because we're ignorant to it. Nobody's been, no, nobody's gotten a decent civics education in generations. So we already have a backstop. We just need to to reclaim what's already been codified. The Canadians, they, they got to rethink their ranks altogether. They got to th- rethink everything. And you know what? They got lulled in the sleep, just like Australia, just like New Zealand did. And like, oh, my God, we're so much better than the United States. And I love Canada. I love Australia. And I, I've never been to New Zealand. But, you know, I, everybody I met from New Zealand, fucking class act, right? You know, I nothing. I love them, but man, there was this whole thing about how much better their system was than ours, and you're finding out it is not. And my question is, like, are these even Canadian cops they're bringing in to deal with Canadians? Are these UN people dressed as Canadian? You're cops? saying that because you don't think, like. United States police would ever do that to us. Is that what you're saying? Like you, you, you think at one point you'd be like, yo, I just can't do this to my own people. I, I don't know, man. But the question is like, are they bringing in for? We've seen them do it before though. We've seen the Canadians do it. Like the, whenever they have the, what the G8 summit up there or whatever. I mean, they were blasting them with those sound cannons way back then. Those <laughs> LRADs and stuff. Like, have I, you seen those pictures me. of those people's faces swollen? Oh yeah. What do you, what are your thoughts now on Australia using basically direct energy weapons on uh, Australians? I, I I I'm not surprised. I mean, we've we've been using active denial weapons and and uh, and direct energy weapons for. I mean, I don't know un, untold things. I, they, they, and those types of weapons there too. Yeah, obviously they, you have the, the sound cannons, but a lot of those active denial systems that really that make it, make, they they shower you with this 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 uh, energy that makes your skin feel like it's burning up, like your your bones <laughs> just want to crumble. It's insane, man. It really is. That's on top of the fact that they can spark a fire and burn a hole right through a damn skyscraper from any part of the planet. Um, that, I mean, that's. Uh, that's another story for another day. But as far as what Australia has come out of the closet with and what they're now doing in Canada, which they are close cousins. I mean, Australia, it started as a prison colony. It has gone back to a, col- a prison yeah, colony. 100%. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And you can't go back. You can't go back. And like, if you take a look at like what they're trying to do is. They're trying to do regime change, right? Where they put their system in without actual military force, right? Like they're just trying to like, like ease into changing everything. And I don't think that's going to work. So, I mean, it's coming, dude. 
it's either Trudeau steps down or there's full on the government versus the people war coming to all three of these countries. And then you kind of get into like, Frank, like where are all these uh, drug, uh, excuse me, gun runners that we've been talking about, that we've seen so many movies about that get into these countries and, you know, sell guns to these rebels that help overthrow countries over and over again in Latin America and Africa. We haven't seen them showing up in, in Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Where are they? Uh, I'll put, I'll put, I have an even better question for you, and I'm going to do this on Monday on my show, which I think you'll really like because we have a mutual friend now in, in Jim Lee. Jim Lee, I, I've known Jim Lee for years now, and I know he, he did a great episode yeah, with you guys over here. Spectacular. I asked him, I said, listen, you know, if we were to go back 10, 12 years, I felt like every other month we would get some kind of a video from Anonymous, the hacker group about how there is some, you know, there is some uh, dictator or some organization or some, you know, anti-civil liberties tyrant out there that is going to get their comeuppance and they're going to be exposed in one way or another. I thought for sure that when shit finally started to hit the fan and that when the end, the end times came for this paradigm as they, they tried, the powers that be are trying to transfer us into a new paradigm where national governments are gone, we get our digital currency that is tied into our passports and all that other stuff. They're doing it right now. The, the, the chips in the brain, all of that. They, um, uh, they wanted to do this thing where I mean, where, or I said when, when the, the, the shit starts hits the fan, I was wondering what would the, the cyber truckers be acting like? You know, we have these guys out there and these women and these children, everybody, these uh, Canadian families that have come out to just make their presence be felt and have that be an act of protest. They're not doing it. They have bouncy castles and they're they're cooking for each other. And they're just they're just adamant about standing up for themselves. I wondered, I said, you know, not for nothing. Where the hell are the cyber truckers? I thought that we were going to get some hackers, zero cool um, you know, a, a keyboard cowboy shit going on right now. And, and it seems like the only people out there who are, who's out on the internet trying to do some damage is people like that fucking weirdo that doxed everybody on give, send, go. Yeah. I'm like, where the, what where, are your thoughts on him? So I, I, that's well, that's going to be part of, of Monday night. I don't have many thoughts. He's a fucking animal. I mean, if you look at the psychological profile of that gyrating weirdo, who's yeah. like, it was me. It was. And we know that so many one in four hackers. It's was so that? weird, man. It's so weird. Like, is he, Dude, what is it, he? he's on? He's on something. It looks like almost like ecstasy or something. Yeah. You know, he's really yeah, feeling man. sensual. But he's the he's most like, angry guy on ecstasy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. But he's like. I'm like, what are you doing? Sitting it's, on it, a dildo somebody, or something, Doc? It's somebody who's living in like their <laughs> sensuality, you know, very much in their physical form, like I, I, indulgent. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. somebody who's almost like given over to like magic and like like getting ultimate pleasure out of life. You know what I mean? It's, you know what I said last night when I was watching this for the first time on my show? I'm playing it, and I said to my, and I said to the the audience because before I played that freak, I played a little bit of Hillary Clinton a, in New York at the convention yesterday. She's screaming and like an asshole with with this overhead lighting. She looks like a she looks like a you know a, a demon inside of a Queen music video. <laughs> and I'm telling myself, I said, okay, well you go from Hillary Clinton and then you go to this guy. And the holy thing here is that this guy is 
Hillary Clinton. This guy is what's living inside of a Clinton. He's what's living inside of a Peter Strzok, of an Andy McCabe. Only thing is that he's not polished. He's not Machiavellian. This is what is really going on. This is a psychological profile of the type of person who was commissioned and told to go out and take Tsar Nicholas and his children into the basement over there in Russia and and murder them like animals. He, He takes pleasure in it. And we already know that one in four hackers that are out there are informants for the FBI. We know that these people are being uh, subsidized in some part by the CIA. It's, it's incredible. That's the real thing I've been asking. Where the hell are the moral, the, the, the moral hackers out there? I thought that we would be witnessing some sort of a cyber war in that respect, because as we all know as well, the great resetters. So right. Cyber war. They said the cyber pandemic is next. Klaus Schwab said that, when the cyber pandemic hits, it's going to make COVID-19 seem like a mild inconvenience. Okay. So, I mean, that's really what I, I believe is going to be the table cleaner because you have dozens of countries out there that are getting together in Israel and stuff like that. And they're, they're game planning for financial collapse via cyber war. All of NATO's, all of NATO's uh, summertime conferences last year was all about reasserting that Article 5 of this NATO compact for everybody coming in and fighting on each other's behalf could also be triggered by cyber war. And, and every, every time we hear about a cyber attack, who are they projecting as the perpetrator? The Russians, of course. I mean, it's just, it's, it's fucking scary. It really is. That's why I say bitter. Is it bittersweet to be in this position? I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. What is At your, least we know. I, I agree with everything you're saying. Where are the hackers? Where are the gun This is the runners? first time I see the video of this hacker. I'm watching it right now. The what? first time? Like he's Dude, just it's, like it's, yeah, it's, I'm watching like right now. He's he really like having he's a panic riding attack. Riding on a sit and spin, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sibian, you're talking about a Sibian. Yeah, he's just got something up his butt and he's grinding on it. And so, what's interesting about him is I was watching the Quarterling on uh, who did a really great video on this guy, and he was like, "This dude it has a GoFundMe." On oh, that's be- up. Yeah, because he's losing his kid in a custody battle. Well, that tells you all you wonder need to why. Know. Yeah. So, no, but I mean that's their leverage. But doesn't right? GoFundMe have a policy that you're not allowed to do illegal shit? Well, but don't you? I mean, that sounds to me like leverage that the government, you know, who decides custody, right, would have over a guy. Yeah. Totally, one hundred percent. But how can you fund a guy that's done something illegal? And now this brings us into the hacking, this whole Hillary Clinton thing, which is like, now she's like, I'm going to run for president. You're like, you're under investigation. I'm going to run for president. Like, she is like, she is a great example of how they just, you know, they just think they're above the law. And maybe they are. I don't know, but it is so funny because now that this stuff with uh, the FBI has come out, now they're like now Trump and his daughters are be and his kids are being like investigated by New York State and the AG or they were before, but now this story's out and it's like if you get into the law of duality, man, you know everybody's got good, everyone's got bad. I mean, some of them are harder to find the good. Like I'm sure you're just fucking, you know, 
<laughs> Hillary Clinton's fucking soul's got to be like a hoarder's house. You're just going through all this junk, trying to find one scrap of something nice, right? Dead cats, like, dead cats everywhere. Yeah, like where is the good part? I'm, but there's somewhere in there. There's some. There's something good about Hillary. Uh but she like. What are your thoughts on the whole Durham probe right now? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I always, that was one thing I was always very excited about. And I was, I, I wanted to, you know, from his reputation and the time that was still afforded to us, um, definitely thought, definitely thought that we'd have another four years of something. I mean, first of all, the first four years was very frustrating because you're realizing that uh, Donald Trump was surrounded by absolute snakes and whoever was, Whoever was advising him, especially on nominations to things like uh, attorney general, was really did not have was really, really bad, bad for him. And I was just hoping that given all the things that we were hopeful for, including the Durham investigation that was obviously running out of time. I was just hoping that what we would get is a scorched earth second term where uh, there was really no worries about reelection and you're really going to bring in some, some firebrand people to go and, and go after people and, and, and shake up the world and, and really leave a dent. But right now I, I have a, I have a, a question about, I have a question about um, statutes of limitations. I think a couple of people brought that up. And so I heard somebody ask Jim Jordan that why is it that we're getting all of this, this um, disclosure about what was going on. Another, another aspect to the Russia hoax that we didn't even know. I mean, we, we pretty much had everything figured out, mostly everything figured out motive and everything by December of 2017. And the fact, and the fact that here we are a half a decade later, it's a half a decade later. I don't even know how the hell that's possible. And, 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 and we have this and, and uh, apparently there's only a five year statute of limitations and, and all this stuff came out like two days after the statute of limitations was up. So I don't know what the, what the play is here, if there is anything actionable, but uh, until something happens, if it doesn't happen, this is all just insult to injury because I mean, the hell, this is so obvious on the face of it, everything from the Trump tower meeting, that was an obvious railroad job all set up by Glenn Simpson and shit like that. It's all obvious, but like I said, time is a time is a bastard. And while we're concentrating on this, what about Benghazi? What about Lois Lerner and the FBI? I mean, these are, we're talking about so many things. There's so many layers of criminality that you have to sacrifice. You have to they, they force you, they overwhelm you with so much shit that they they force you to take. Okay, well, pick something that you want to prosecute, and while you do that. We're going to drop five more things in your lap and uh, everybody's going to think that you look like a, a petty bastard for holding on to something that happened seven years ago. And at this point, it's just like, oh, you want to talk about JFK assassination? At this point, most people just say, let it go. You know, uh, like, like they said, the, like Bill Hicks, like the Bill Hicks thing. Let it go, Bill. You know, that's what that's what Benghazi is at this point. It might as well be the JFK assassination. That was huge. That was so, that was it, it, enormous. And it wasn't until the Benghazi investigation that we were learning about all this drug running, uh, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the weapons running and all that stuff and the illegal deals that were being made and the weapons that were recovered by the Taliban and all this, that we even found out that Hillary Clinton was running classified information out of Chappaqua, New York. 
and where that led to, and that a, that a, that a pedophile was using it on his laptop to send pictures to little girls, Anthony Weiner, who now has a fucking weekly radio show in New York City with Curtis Curtis Sliwa. Anthony Weiner has a radio show. Unbelievable! Everybody gets a radio show. Yeah, Prince Andrew with the settlement. He gets. Oh, how about the fact that that sixteen million that Hillary Clinton phone email sent out emails in real time to a Chinese company? Like, like it's un fucking believable. It's un fucking believable the level of corruption and scumbag and and fuck dude you keep and we can keep going that's how that's how murky it is that's why you say bittersweet i'm glad people are starting to figure it out but um i i think this is also a reason i don't actually who the hell knows so let me ask you something the the uh you brought up the balkans the balkan the wars you know, and we a lot of people are in you know America are like we need secession, man. We gotta secede, and I'm like, that sounds like balkanization of America. Break us up into little pieces, and that's way we can. And then you got like Texas going to war with uh, with with, with uh, California all the time. You make you make them all into their own little countries. Guess what California could do? Full on make deals with China. Not that they already aren't, but now they're at least hiding it, you know? So, I mean... And it's easier to infiltrate one of those little ones. Right? It's like, break us up, and it's much easier to dominate us. Yeah. What's your well, thoughts? I, I think that's... I don't know. Like I said before, in our, in our, um, our most based state or condition, our birthed condition as a nation, or as a union, I should say... We really are 50, well, at that time, 13 individual nations. And we are, our, our constitution is designed to only loosely tie us together in interests of foreign trade to set up free trade within the contiguous um, United States. And then, of course, there is defending borders. Uh, other than that, it, it really is everything has to do with what a state and the regional culture would dictate to them. So if we were if we were to go back to any kind of pre 1860 I'm not talking about slavery, but if we were going we're going to go back to any kind of pre 1860 form of conservatism as far as conserving rights and making sure right, that right. that uh, localities are emboldened to do what is right for them because nobody knows Brooklyn better than Brooklyn. Right. Wyoming does right. not know Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn does not know Wyoming. It's just that's what it is. I think a distance would actually make the heart grow fonder. And that was what was supposed to be done here. You know, we are a a union of states. You're free to leave if you like, if something doesn't work out, if somebody's in breach of contract. But, you know, what's what's the point? What's the point of uh, of even seceding when when our our uh, actually I had a great show on secession last night with Dr. Brian McClanahan. We talked about all this. I really do think that um, if we just do any kind of restorative measures to what we are as a nation, then it would feel like a secession had taken place because 97% of the federal government as it is right now is illegal. Uh, not, almost all of our agencies and bureaus are illegal. They should not exist. Um, 
And of course, the, 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 the independence of every state of the union would also be restored as well because they would not be dependent and addicted to federal grant money, which should not be given out. Yeah, it's all Federal Reserve, man. The Federal Reserve allows all this bullshit to happen. This complete and utterly bribing of all these politicians with this fake funny money bullshit. They just, it's if it wasn't so evil, it'd be the most brilliant thing in the world. I'm surprised they didn't create a whole new department for COVID. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised they haven't either. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. But the buying of all the politicians with this fake money, the buying up of everything, you know, Amazon, Google, you know, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all basically branches of the government. And then, you know, now they're buying up all the houses. Like, good luck buying a house in L.A. right now. Ooh. Good luck. It is 1.5 mil for a regular fucking no, it's not even house. just L.A., California. The Bay, who the fuck wants to live in San Francisco, yet it's so expensive. It's so nuts, mm. dude. It's so nuts. Do you have any hope, brother? I've always, I, listen, I, I, you're, you're a father. I'm a father. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Johnny and, and, and the rest of the, uh, the that crew they there know are, of. Not yeah, that, that they know of. Yeah. Well, we, we you have to have hope. You got to have hope if you have children in your life. If you anyway, if you're a mentor, if you're an uncle or anything like that, you have to have hope. And the other thing they always give you hope is like we said in the beginning, when tracking the rise and fall civilization, the one thing that you can never account for is the burning fire inside of human heart, human will, human ambition. People of all, all stripe have tried to snuff that out over the course of, of, of recorded human history. And I'll tell you, um, I, I we're no different now. We may be a little bit more in a uh, a soupy brained um, comatose state, but every once in a while, when it, the shit comes knocking on your door, everybody understands the basics, and that is survival, that is family, and um, and I think that there's a greater morality to all this, and we have so much to look forward to as far as what what kind of toys we have to play with right now. As I said before, we just we don't know what kind of an X factor the way that media is right now is going to be in a decentralized world. We have no clue. It just, just from what we've been able to do right now in the way that we have been able to stay in touch with each other electronically, you have seen people come up with their, their innate human ingenuity. And we have created parallel banking and, and, and uh, practices, parallel uh, social media platforms. I and mean, when we're on Rockfin right now uh, and, and, and others, I mean, we are, have been able to coordinate in ways that in other way, in, in other eras, many people wouldn't even be able to, actually there would be no real reason for any kind of, uh, you know, pushback in the streets because most people would have just gotten their nightly missive from Walter Cronkite and we would have gone to bed ignorant and happy yeah so we got to be have hope because we're, we're living out and we're, we're actually interacting right now with the technology that gives us the most hope as much as it's been used against us there's still another side of that blade but i i think everything ebbs and flows right yeah <clears throat> everything ebbs and flows and i think there has to be an expansion where it gets in the crazy town and then a return to the medium and i think that's what's going to happen i think people have seen that this stuff is too crazy. And I think you're going to see a slow, slow mark walk back. I think people are waking up to social media as garbage. 
I think you know young people are always going to enjoy TikTok and watch ass and do all that stuff. That's just the nature of it. But when you get to a certain age, you start realizing all that is white noise, and it's maybe I just have hope. But I just see that I actually have a lot of hope for these younger generations because they they always try to go a different way and. They learn from the mistakes of the generation before them. And that's kind of my opinion on everything. And I still have hope. Do you have hope? I mean, is it, are you a spiritual man? Yeah, no, I am. I am. I would, uh, well, I don't know how, how good of a Catholic I am, but I'm, I'm definitely, I'm a Christian. And that has been something that I've, I've been drawn toward so much more in the last four or five years. It's, it's, it's called back to me. And I said, it's almost like a, it was all done in reverse too. It was in acknowledging the evil. I to to see that this is this is so much more than just the the um, the trickery and the machinations of the hearts of man. To also to, to there's something spiritual driving it. There is something missing behind the eyes of a Clinton or that other that hacker freak. There's something missing there. There's an element missing. It, it, it makes me think that. And believe that if there is this a, a chance for this kind of evil and this calculating mischief in the world, then there needs to be an opposite. And it's the thing that these people, these same people, have been discouraging us from considering time and time again. And that's that's God, that's Christ, and for me at least. And um, and I, that Christ consciousness is what's been beaten out of us. And it's obvious to me now why that that case that's the case. It, it leaves us defenseless. It leaves us completely defenseless. And, um, and yeah, I, uh, 100%, I think that's where another place where I draw a lot of my hope from is too. not only my, my responsibilities as a father and, and a member of, uh, of a family and a circle of friends over here and all, of course, colleagues and wonderful people I've been able to meet and form real relationships through the work that I do now and the work that you do. Um, but it's also just knowing that there's, there's gotta be something greater than ourselves. And, and the evidence of that is, is abundant now more than ever, especially since all the distractions are gone. As we said before, you can't put on a game without getting inundated with the message. And the message is a filthy one. It's an anti-human one. And uh, anything that goes after humanity at its core and tries to corrupt and squash it is obviously something working, working from, for, working toward much deeper and, and, and darker um, objectives. And I, uh, I think that that has been a, a great spark for some, for people like me to find our way back to faith in many ways. So, you know, often on this show, you know, I, I push very back, push back against Jew world order and all that stuff. I, I don't think anybody moves as a collective Borg. I think, you know, that, you know, within the Jewish population, just like every population, there's some people at the top that are doing some shady shit. And I think that they are scapegoats, uh, you know, for, you know, and that Zionist are, are a real fucking issue. Uh, but not all Jews are Zionists, not all Zionists are Jews. 
But I, I wonder, can can the same thing be said for like Catholics, right? So we have this like these wonderful people that I know these all these wonderful Catholics, and then we have like what the Vatican does and what it represents and where it is in the power structure, and you know we have this giant like pedophile network that goes on, and that could be said of a lot of religions, right? That you know you, you see it whether it's Muslim, Judaism. Catholicism, we've seen like uh, pedophile problems, right? You know, it's like there was a story on CBS about how like some Jewish pedophiles run to Israel to escape charges being brought against them here in the United States. Well, that's what the Catholic does. They just move them to church to church. Yeah, I mean, like so. So we see that. Well, it, it, do you it, do you how do you deal with that? How do you deal with what what seems to be the Pope? And the shadiness. I always talk about Jesuits and uh, what they represent. Is is there a disconnect? Is it like I'm Catholic but fuck the Vatican? Or what is your old take on that? Sorry, the blowtorch came back on again. I'm sorry. I, uh, it's all good. We can't hear it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, for me, it's 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 a little bit like this. I when it, when it comes to dogma. I don't have a I don't have a, a problem with dogma. I never understood the papacy. I I, I seriously I don't under, I never understood the papacy. Um, and uh, but then again, it's been explained to me in ways where I understand where some people are coming from. Uh, I know that Jay Jay Dyer, of course, has has the same. Uh, he's he's orthodox. We've had this conversation before. I'd love to actually dive into it a little bit more. But when it comes to the Catholic Church, uh, by and large, the Vatican has been the 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 target for infiltration and destruction from these Masonic uh, Luciferian uh, organizations and and groups for a long long time. Uh, when you, when you talk about the, and we're talking about nineteenth late uh, mid to late nineteenth century popes that were that were warning against what was going on with this and how here we are now and it is just a zombie body for something that that obviously has unspeakable evil living in the heart of it as an organization, as a, as a bank and, and other things there too. It is, it has been, it has been quite literally rotted from the inside out and many traditional Catholics, trad Catholics that, that I know um, that just, that really, they study dogma. They, they, they study the, uh, they, they give themselves over to the dogma and study the scriptures I, I see them. I, I've been able to draw parallels to the traditional Catholic as we do the American Patriot. You know, I who am I to to, to tell somebody who believes, uh, acknowledges, acknowledges an infiltration and an evil that is has burrowed a hole inside of the what is supposed to be the heart of their faith. And it's not just a Catholic. Uh, you know, you're talking about um, so many denominations have been overtaken. By I mean, you were talking about Zionism before. I mean, who ha who who has uh, who wears the collar and leash of Zionism more than evangelicals? I mean, that's that's just I mean, they they prioritize Israel over most things, and that's not to say that evangelicals aren't great people. But I'm but I'm saying that the um, that it's not just the Catholicism that has been has been infiltrated. They go into and they they. They go like the, the lesbian deacon brigade that is all over the place. Like the lesbian deacons all over the goddamn country now, uh, doing their their rainbow church ministries and whatever. It's it's all over the place. 
It is an infiltration. Now, for me, as an American patriot and as a, a, a you know someone who was baptized and uh, confirmed a Catholic here in New York, Italian family. I mean, there was really no choice. And at the time, I don't really understand it. I'm going along for, along with the um, along with the, uh, the the motions there, going through the motions, and and you learn along the way, and then finally you start asking more adult questions, and perhaps you have more adult revelations. But it has nothing to do with what I see coming out of the Catholic Church, the Vatican, what they've been involved in and continue to be involved in. I mean, right now you have a, a pope that is literally a New World Order Agenda 2030 stooge. That is his that is his platform. It's constantly talking about New World Order um, Agenda 2030, Agenda 21 stuff, and he's selling Build Back Better. But if I'm going to be part of a group of American patriots who believe that there is hope for our country. There is hope for the idea that is American exceptionalism and and the kind of philosophies that were enshrined in our founding documents. Then who am I to denigrate someone like a Catholic or a Lutheran or anybody who sees something going on that is inherently wrong in the structure of their faith and still believes that there is a way to hold people accountable for for grievous misdeeds and to restore some sort of um, some sort of grace where there should be only grace. So I um, that's, that's the way I look at it there. I don't, uh, I, uh, I also at the same time do not judge anybody for leaving faiths like the Catholic faith. But then again, that just might have been the purpose the whole time for. I agree with that, dude. I agree with that. And you Some know, people say F God altogether because of what they see coming out of organized religion. And perhaps that's why the infiltration was so targeted and so nasty. Well, I mean, 100 percent. I, I mean, if we watch politicians, Hollywood, the positioning of dark, dark people uh, who are eventually exposed for being dark, dark people. Uh, I think that's all purposeful. Okay, that they want you to lose faith in all these institutions so you don't know if you're coming or you're going. Okay, and like the Catholic Church and you know, religion, you know, Christianity and all that stuff. I have zero problems with again people who want to believe in organized religion. I have, I have issues with the mechan the structure of it and the people who position themselves between you and God as this like kind of gatekeeper of information and love that you got to go through them. And, you know, the, if we look at what the Vatican, let's not just say Catholicism, but the Vatican and what it did, you know, which was go around and convince everybody to take uh, the Bible literal. And like, if you didn't, they beat you down with it. And I think all that was done purposeful. And then you got books that were introduced. And, you know, I think the Bible's amazing, you know. But I think there's like three, each of these religions have amazing, have this story of like a book that gets introduced that kind of changes the story a little bit. You know, the Bible doesn't include all the stories. The, you know, the the uh, Quran isn't the original version of the Quran. Uh, you know, the, the Talmud is the, uh, is not the Torah. 
And you're like, why are these happening? And how many of these things are introduced well after the person that they're talking to is no longer there? And it's like, who is doing this? Now, do I believe it's Catholics? Do I believe it's Jews? Do I believe it's Muslims? No, I don't. I don't at all. I think there's people at the top that are very powerful that, just like you said, infiltrated all these things and just twisted the story. And that's done purposely to get us all to fight with each other. And I think that's the, and in turn, in turn, get us to disconnect with God. Yep. And although they, they've definitely uh, achieved to a great, a great, um, a great degree, the, the disconnection, but at the same time, there is that Streisand effect. Like I said, it wasn't a, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't walk into a, uh, a church one day and, and, uh, or, or come across a priest standing outside prophesizing on a sidewalk. I just watched society. And I saw something that I thought was so ugly that it, it spoke to greater, darker things that, that, that needs to have some sort of an opposite, a, um, a lot more of a gracious and, um, and loving opposite to what we were, what we see all around us. So that's just, um, that's really what it's at there. You know what I will say, cause I, I don't know. I it's three forty-five, So I know that you're probably going yeah. to be wrapping up soon. Yeah, so I want yeah. to make sure that I make this suggestion. <laughs> I want to make sure I make this suggestion. You guys, I think would have an, a, a really awesome time listening to all of the complete. I think there are seven interviews that art bell did with father Malachi Martin all throughout the 1990s. Uh, I think the last one was like in 1998, 1997, something like that. And he was a, an exorcist. Whenever I got nothing to do at night, if I have, I've read, I've done everything. And I just want something to, to, I always go back listening to these. They are creepy, awesome, thought provoking stories from a guy who has looked the Satan in the face more times than anybody else has aside from maybe, maybe Gabriel Amorth. Um, but, um, I think you guys would really appreciate that is because when listening back to these in the late nineties, what he was talking about, what was, what was coming up, uh, you start thinking about politicians today. You start thinking about the degradation just 20 years later. Uh, it really seems like a prerequisite for understanding what we're dealing with right now and how everything cannot be attributed solely to, um, material pursuits that there is something far more spiritual about this war that we are uh, in that that's uh, that we're embroiled in right now. So I think that you guys would really enjoy that. You know, listen to it over the course of weeks or months or whatever. Go ahead so and he have was, some fun. So he was stating that politicians are possessed. There are so he goes into different types of possession too, which is the, the interesting thing, especially when he talks about people who are perfectly possessed. The idea of perfect possession is so startling. Somebody that has I'm willfully, what's that? I'm in. I'm all about that. I'll listen to those. I think it's. Out, yeah. I think this is all spiritual war. I think you guys will talk it. about this on on future episodes. I know you will. All right, man. Uh, will you send me a link, bro, so I we'll can do. look it up? Hey, so uh, one more time, Frankie. Can you tell them where they can find you? Well, to make it easy, 
quite frankly, dot TV. I go live every from Monday to Friday across at right now, at this point, nine platforms at 7 PM, but you can watch right there on quite frankly, dot TV, or you can watch on places like Rockfin or rumble or still surprisingly YouTube. Um, but, uh, that's, that's what's going on. 7 PM weeknights, quite frankly, dot TV. Damn dude. All right, man. Well, great episode, man. I appreciate you coming on. I'm glad we could finally make it happen. And, uh, I want to hopefully do more of these in the future, dude. Uh, I, I appreciate you spending some time. I know you got jam, so we'll do it again soon. I hope to see you guys in Las Vegas. Uh, and I hope, I mean, like, I hope somebody comes and see me in New, New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans, then Nashville. Nashville's doing great. Jefferson, Georgia's doing great. Apparently, nobody likes conspiracies <laughs> or comedy in New, New Orleans, but we'll see what happens. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys very much. Thanks for tuning in. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.